1: Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague
2: On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service
3: Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks.
1: Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules.
3: This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How do you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker, with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday, a little bit later on this morning, but uh, it is for a good cause, because we get to talk to one of our good friends. The columnist at the Oregonian. Uh, Bill Orem, you can give him a follow on Twitter at Bill Uh Bill good morning to you I want to start with a rant, there's a lot going on in the sports world, I was on vacation last week and I see tweets and notifications about the WNBA is returning to the Bay Area and it felt like that was going to be a thing in Portland for a long time you have said you were going to eat your shirt if we don't get a WNBA team, so two parter, one, do we have any updates on that and two, if you had to eat your shirt, how would you go about doing that Like, do you grill it, do you deep fry it, what's mm. the plan there
1: well, I'm not planning on eating my shirt because that's how confident I am that this is happening um, this oh, is hello. this is one of those uh I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, which i won't um <laughs> no i mean i'm you know I've been you know no update from what I wrote last week, but I have been you know following that story you know for basically a year on whether the w n b a was going to ultimately land on portland as a as a um as an expansion city mm-hmm. and You know, everything I've heard suggests, I mean, very strongly suggests that it has been sort of in the can for a while, you know, kind of as they as they bang out some of the final details here. So I, you know, I had sources who said, you know, expect an announcement by the end of the month that the WNBA will be coming to Portland. Um, You know, I um, I wrote that last week with my own personal flair but i do happen to be the owner of a vintage natalie williams portland power jersey that i bought off ebay a few years ago and like i said if for some reason this doesn't happen in this expansion cycle um you know maybe saute it with a little bit of soy sauce um you know maybe some you know some kind of go for like sort of like a little bit like an asian fusion uh flavor profile um just to try to mask some of that, you know, nylon polyester blend. But no, I mean, I, I, I it, as far as I know, and as far as I've been told, you know, and we're only as good as the people we talk to in our sources. But you know, I fully expect that to happen, and, and for the WNBA to be playing here in 2025.
2: Um, I, I, I want to ask you. You went to, you wrote a piece, a good piece on DJ, his performance at Cal, and and just seeing that up close. I, I'm curious. They got a game this weekend against UCLA. Do you feel like it's something that's going to stay consistent for him, or are you still unsure of how to feel about this offense with DJ?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, last week was week six for him in the offense. Um, you know, it was certainly the best it looked, and that's not a you know slouch of a defense that they, they're facing at Cal. Um, so, you know, I think that there were some real encouraging signs. I do think that kind of the book on DJ coming from Clemson was some weeks he looks like, you know, some, some weeks he's going to look like, uh, you know, Steve Young, and other weeks he's going to look like um, uh, Steve Buscemi, maybe. So <laughs> I, I think you know that that was maybe the the you know the, the height of what we can expect. But you know, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week, five touchdowns. You know, if you go back to like the San Diego State game, which was a game where there was a lot of room for error, and and the Beavers won it fairly comfortably, even though he wasn't sharp. Or the Washington State game, which they didn't win. You know. The, you would just watch DJ throw the ball and balls were overhand. They were way over receivers, you know, and, and, and you just felt like, man, he cannot get this where he wants it to go. And against Cal, I mean, it was, it felt like everything was on a dime where only his receivers could get him. I mean, everything was perfect. Um, and so, you know, is the accuracy going to be as good each week? I don't mm-hmm. think that that's a reasonable expectation, but you know, the chemistry with his receivers um, you know, he really had a, had nice chemistry and rhythm with Silas Bolden against Utah. Then it was Anthony Gould against Cal and then, and Jack Velling as well, the tight end. And I do think utilizing the tight ends in Oregon state's offense, especially because they do have such, you know, undersized, you know, primary receiving targets, um, you know, going to the tight ends is going to be a big part of this offense. If they're going to, you know, win some of these monster games they have, you know, coming up in later in the season. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's a lot to be taken from it that is sustainable, but I don't know that you can expect them to go, Gosh, I don't know if I have the numbers in front of me. Was it 25 of 30 with five touchdowns, no interceptions? Yeah. Something, something kind of outrageous like that. I don't think you can expect that each week.
3: We're talking about Bill Oram. He's a columnist at the Oregonian. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Bill Oram. College Game Day makes its return to the nor- the Northwest this weekend up in Seattle, a game that everybody's obviously excited for. And it's this whole season's kind of weird because of the light that the Pac 12's in and what the future of the conference looks like and all that. Uh, but just getting to the football side of it, where are you at on Oregon and Washington? And uh, how do you feel about this matchup?
1: Well, I mean, to to state the obvious, it's a monster game, right? I mean, to have, you know, both teams in the top ten, both teams coming off of bye weeks, uh, you know, college game day, like you said, I mean, uh, that feels about as big as it gets, you know. And, and, you know, we can all be sort of prisoners of the moment. I feel, you know, in terms of, like, stakes and and narrative, I feel like this is not that different from where we were with UCLA Oregon last year when both teams were in the top ten. Chip Kelly was bringing the Bruins to Eugene the first time he brought a good UCLA team up to Oregon since leaving. And there was a lot of kind of drama around that, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that is not Oregon, Washington, right? A game that means a lot to people on both sides. Uh, last year of the PAC 12, last chance to make a, a CFP run out of the PAC 12 things. I think we can all agree are going to get a lot more uh, difficult. The, the the road gets a lot more difficult once you're in the big 10, bigger playoff, but I mean just a, a much more treacherous week to week schedule in the big 10. And so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of desire to, you know, make one run out of, to the playoff out of this conference before it dies. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this game, you know, because if you look, you know, on their own, both teams look like they are good enough to win. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I come down on it. You know, these are both two teams that have passed every test with flying colors. Oregon has been tested maybe a little bit more when you look at the um, the Texas Tech game that, they probably should have lost. But, you know, Washington's had a couple of, of games where they haven't been as impressive. Arizona a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know necessarily how to pick this. I haven't decided yet. Um, but I think it I think it's a game that you know either team could win, probably slight edge to Washington being at home, just knowing how good teams in this conference are at home. That said, it was only a few short months ago, really, twenty-four or so. That uh, the Washington Huskies were so so vulnerable at home that my Montana Grizzlies went into Husky Stadium and pulled off the stunner in Seattle. So the Huskies can't be that good at home. If and listen, like Montana football is a pretty special thing. So I mean, I, there's no shame in losing to Montana, but I don't think people up at, up in Seattle thought that was uh, a loss to be proud of. So. You know, maybe maybe that maybe that's a little bit of a hint of what's gonna come on Saturday.
2: I don't know. Uh, dirt, I think Bill woke up, knew he was gonna do a radio hit, and said yeah. how can I how can I get Montana mentioned? We need to give him a ding there for getting uh, the Montana yeah, Grizzly I mentioned
3: uh, into the interview. That you was know what, well Bill,
2: played. Let's make that a new tradition. <laughs> let's just find ways every time we get you on. You just somehow have to incorporate. it has to make sense. You made that make sense. You have to make it make sense for Montana to be mentioned during an interview. I think that's a new rule for you, okay?
1: That's been r that's been a rule for me for years. You guys are just catching on.
2: <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, we're we're a little against it. I do want to ask you quickly, because I've jokingly talked about this. You covered the Lakers for a long time before you came back home. You're familiar with the NBA scene. Can you be really honest with Blazer fan right now? Because people are looking at this roster. The season's gonna start with the preseason tonight, and there's legit people going, We're gonna win 42 games. We're gonna be playing team. Look at this team. This isn't that bad. When you look at the Blazers, how many years away from competing and being a playoff team do you think this team is? Three, hmm. three years.
1: I think, like, I, I, I think, I think, year. So maybe two full, year, two calendar years, but three seasons. I think two seasons of kind of stinking, and then year three, I would start to look at them to be uh, in the mix, okay, not, not, and not and, and not at the top of the Western Conference. Right, probably sure. depending on what moves you make, but you know, if you look at the natural sort of growth and progression of players. You know, like Scoot and Shaden, you know, Simons. I think is kind of probably already there. Um, and if that if that remains the core, uh, and they and they do kind of balance out the roster, you know, as the summers go by, I think that's enough time. So the 2025, uh, 26. Is that what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the math? Yeah. That's the yeah. math. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: I learned that at the University of Montana where I took one math class in four years. Hey,
3: same at Oregon State for me. Only one math class. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I signed up for a math class in college and I read the syllabus and it looked like gibberish and I just dropped the class immediately and took Spanish. (laughs) This is not the route for me. (laughs) Easier language to understand. And I don't remember any of the Spanish. Good job. Uh, That happens in college. That's the Oregon
1: education right there. That is.
3: That's our education system. Uh, Last one for you, Bill. You can only pick one Tillamook cheese to eat the rest of your life. What cheese of Tillamook do you choose?
1: Oh, I mean, it's the extra sharp reserve, vintage reserve, black, the 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 black, uh, the black wrapper, yeah. white, super yeah. super sharp. Yeah, that's a good cheese. That's the one. That's
2: a, a it's cheese. a pretty good one. The black label sets it apart. It, you yes. know, it's, it tells it's you like this classy, is exclusive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah, it's got that vintage.
3: Uh, Bill Oram is a columnist of the Oregonian. We love him. He does a great job over there. Go give him a follow on Twitter at Bill Oram. What game are, are you going up to Seattle this weekend?
1: Yeah, this I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I am not pulling a a bill, I guess we'd call it, from a few weeks ago when I made my entire decision not to go to Oregon, Colorado, its own news event. Uh, I'm going to follow the herd this time. I'm following the pack. I'll be in Seattle uh, for uh, Huskies-Ducks. I think that one is a little too big to pass up. That said, I just will say, before you kick me off the air, Mm -hmm. it is a a darn shame that Oregon State-UCLA is on the same day as the game of the year because you've got a top-20 matchup in Corvallis that should be a great game. I mean, it's a huge test for both sides. If Oregon State wins that game, you know, I think that we're looking at them as a, you know, a really strong finisher down the stretch of this conference. But – you know, uh, all eyes are going to be on C- in Seattle, and, and that's just kind of how it goes.
2: I think yeah. the one good thing with that, though, Bill, because I'm with you, is that game's 12-30, Oregon State-UCLA's 5. So it kind of is a natural flow from being done and then going into the next for game. For the home viewers. For the home viewers.
1: Yeah, home viewers. Viewers. I was going yeah. yeah, to say, yeah. if you are at home and you're just going to be drinking beer and, and and smoking some ribs and just watching football all day. <laughs> smoking weed, day <laughs> not <day>. ribs.
3: What? <laughs> smoking weed. We're not smoking ribs. Oh, I love it. That's a great <laughs> place to end right there. Bill, we love you. Thanks for coming on the show, man.